Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Spartan Pride Podcast. I am Jonathan Shop, your host. This is the Fans First Sports Network. As we talked earlier, Mel Tucker came down to Michigan State Atlanta Day for the second straight year before Memorial Day. For the second straight year, he spent about five minutes with me doing an exclusive interview to talk about a range of topics, including his history with Michigan State. What if he almost came back to Michigan State sooner without any question the quarterback competition what he's looking for from his football team, and the importance of off-season reflection and planning for football coaches when it comes to late-game situations. Some interesting stuff from the Spartans' head coach getting ready for his third full season, fourth season at MSU. So without any further ado, here's me and Mel Tucker from MSU Atlanta Day, only here exclusive the spartan pride podcast part of the fans first sports network jonathan shop fans first sports network here with head coach mel tucker back in atlanta coach thanks for coming down a couple questions for you today some timely some not of course it's another wild off season in college football everyone knows that um, you're going to have a quarterback competition this year. Yep. Not the first at Michigan State, not the first in the Mel Tucker era. Yeah. What are some of the things you're looking for from the quarterback who's going to start, not necessarily the whole season, but who's going to start each game? Well, you know, we'll see. You know, we have uh, Noah Kim, Caden Hauser uh, returning, um, and Sam Levis coming in uh, here in a couple of weeks. And we, uh, we feel really good about all three of those guys. And uh, the quarterback has to be your number one competitor. Um, that's first and foremost. Um, 
We're looking for someone, someone to be a great leader, uh, be tough, uh, be disciplined, be selfless, um, and uh, just be a great teammate. And so uh, uh, that'll get it done for us. Coach, I want to ask you a history question. Uh, some folks know you came to Michigan State in 97. We're also there in 98. Yeah. They don't know about all the grad assistants you worked with there. Could you tell some folks about some of the grad assistants? Because there's some pretty big names in the world of football. Yeah, we. Uh, I was with uh, Brian Dable. Uh, was uh, was with us uh, 98. Uh, Brian Polian uh, was uh, was also there. Ted Ellison uh, was there. He did a, does a great job with Exos now on Catapult. And uh, you know Chuck Buller was uh, was there with us. And uh, Adam Gase was a uh, was an undergrad uh, student uh, coach for us. And so uh, we had a we had a really uh, really good group of guys. Needless to say, did anyone have any idea that some of those names would go on to be what they became in the world <laughs> football so far? Yeah, I mean, you know, who knows that, you know, back in the day we were just, uh, you know, just young guys trying to make it and trying to prove ourselves and, and uh, you know, make Coach Saban happy. <laughs> Not an easy task in 1997. <laughs> yeah. um, one other history question for you. 97, 98, you're at Michigan State. Yeah. 99, the cradle coaches Miami of Ohio. Mm -hmm. Late in that year, 1999, it looked like one of the Michigan State assistants may be headed to Eastern to take the head coaching job. Was there ever a thought in your mind or ever a chance, depending on what assistants moved on from Michigan State, that you may have returned as an assistant as soon as Y2K? This, of course, before Nick Saban goes to LSU and you follow. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure about that. Uh, you know, no, we'll never know. But, uh, you know, I've, I've been very fortunate uh, to, be, uh, to have started at Michigan State. Uh, started my coaching career there, and I met a lot of a lot of great coaches, and just really able to launch my career and, and lay a, a, a very strong foundation. There's big news, of course, about the schedule. There's no, there's no reason to ask you about that now, but I am curious about late game situations. Mm -hmm. They always come up in football. Mm -hmm. You had them, to be honest, the first game you coached against yeah. Rutgers. Yeah. We had a, a number at end of the late last year. What are some of the things the coaching staff does in the off season to assess, reorganize, consider late game situations? Because of course they come up quick in a game, yeah. but the preparation is not just on the spot, is it? No, no. We, we prepare, uh, you know, the entire out of season. Um, for those those special situations and and uh, the goal is to be able to execute um, and be at your best when your best is needed and so uh, the all the out of season is a time for the coaches to you know evaluate uh, you know what we've done you know do research on you know best practices uh, NFL and and, and, and college uh, and just see where we can where we can get better and that's what we've done lastly coach we thank you again for the time here at MSU Atlanta day yeah. some of your players now that you recruited mm -hmm. have this three years plus in the strength and conditioning mm -hmm. in the system. How excited are you to see how you guys are going to measure up physically in a division that, quite honestly, has become tougher and more physical since you arrived in 2020? Yeah, it's, uh, I'm excited about this football team. I uh, really like uh, the direction that, uh, that we're headed. And uh, yeah, strength and conditioning is a huge part of it. Uh, our team is bigger, stronger, and faster. We've added some, some really good players uh, to our roster. Uh, we've added some, some really, uh, add a lot of size to our defensive line, and especially the defensive tackle uh, position. And so uh, we expect to have a big, strong physical team. He's Mal Tucker. I'm Jonathan Schaaf, Fans First Sports Network. Thanks very much, Coach. Yeah, thank you. Go Green. 
That was Mel Tucker, Michigan State's head coach, getting ready for the heart of the summer and his third full season at Michigan State. Everyone knows 5-7 and seven last year. We'll talk more about that later in the summer. But let's take a look and talk about what he just gave us in an exclusive interview, which does not happen often in the summer at all, as many of you know. Uh, Mel Tucker and I did about the same interview in the same spot last year. Great to see him back again and get about five minutes with him this year, regardless of the leaf blowers that tried to knock us out. He talked about the quarterback competition. This is actually not the first quarterback competition Michigan State has had under Mel Tucker. If you recall, there's kind of been one almost every year, except last year. Some of them have gone okay so far. Some of them have gone great and produced record breaking seasons and um some the jury's kind of out about rocky lombardi will play again another year at northern illinois he's had some injury issues peyton thorne had a very fine 2021 season no one's gonna gonna question that and we don't know what peyton thorne's gonna do in 2023 so the jury's a little bit out as far as guys that have left michigan state whether they have been of benefit or maybe they would have rather stayed and competed. But one thing Mel Tucker said that I did find interesting is that the Spartans expect three quarterbacks to compete for the starting job, at least out of the gate. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Everyone knows about Noah Kim. Noah Kim is from the Northern Virginia area that I came to Michigan State from decades before. Noah Kim's a guy that not very much was expected from. And all of a sudden they found out, wow, this kid's got a high football IQ and this kid has a pretty fantastic arm. We did not see the arm until the spring game last year and all of a sudden that caught people's attention pretty quickly. Kim got a couple reps in and a nice touchdown pass, at least one I can remember off the top of my head last year. He's been around a while, so it's kind of a now or never thing for Noah Kim, and it'll be interesting to see how he competes during the summer and into fall camp. Caten Hauser is a Elite 11 quarterback from California that looks like he can run and pass. I would expect we're going to see him a good bit during the early portion of the fall. And notice that Mel Tucker mentioned Sam Levitt. I think a lot of folks have not forgotten about Sam Levitt, but just presumed that Sam Levitt would not be a factor in 2023. That may have changed based on what you just heard. 
Mel Tucker is looking for his quarterback to be the top competitor on the team, kind of a default setting. I think that's a large ask, a large demand, but it also appears to be rather necessary. If you look at the unbelievable story of Stetson Bennett, his travels in and out of the University of Georgia before winning back-to-back national championships, one thing that stands out about that guy was his competitive nature. He was not the most athletically gifted quarterback probably on any of the University of Georgia teams he was a part of. Maybe not even the teams that he had transferred to, I believe down a division. But the reason he got that job and ran with it to two national titles more than anything was probably his competitiveness because I think that's what drove him to understand the system that they wanted to run at Georgia, be really outstanding before the snap, getting his team lined up right, and then doing the best he could do to get the ball in the right people's hands to make plays. And give him credit, he made some plays on his own as well. The point is, Mel Tucker is committed to having a quarterback be the top competitor on the team. I believe that comes from his career experience in coaching, but probably also looking at his most recent work in college when he was at Alabama and at Georgia. I don't put too much into the year at Colorado because it was one year and it was not a major college program, to be fair, like Alabama, like Georgia, and like Michigan State. How about the graduate assistants Mel Tucker was with? That list is impressive. He didn't even rattle them all off. But holy moly, did Nick Saban do a decent job of recruiting graduate assistants? Brian Dable is the head coach of the New York Giants. He's had a pretty decorated career at the college and pro level. He's in a pretty powerful position right now. The Giants are one of the blue blood franchises in the NFL, without a doubt. I'd say he did pretty well for himself after starting out as a GA at Michigan State under Nick Saban. Adam Gase is a very interesting guy because he was on campus when I was. Adam Gase did not play football, was not really a coach. There's an interesting discussion to be had about some of the work he was doing kind of ahead of his time with stats and spreadsheets, and I think that's what got his foot in the door and got him an official gig at LSU when Nick Saban went to LSU, but Adam Gase was around. Spartans know Chuck Bulla well. Chuck Bulla had a pretty decorated and wide-ranging coaching career. It may or may not be done, We saw him not long ago at Michigan State, but he was there grinding it out with those guys in the old days. The smaller football building, the the Smith Center was new. Nick Saban was in late 90s form. Let's just suggest that some of those stories should be told someday by a whole lot of people, and we've seen some of those stories over the years. If you've ever heard anybody say, Nick is Nick, he's a legend, and the legend just keeps growing, that's my line. Nick is Nick. He is a legend, and the legend just keeps on growing. We're going to talk about that a little later in this podcast when we look around the world of college football real quick. An interesting challenge for Mel Tucker is the Big Ten East. It's not easy. It's never going to be easy, but it's gotten better since he arrived in the heart of winter, late winter 2020. As we talked with Mel Tucker when he first arrived at Michigan State, when I was at Spartan Nation, 
really one of the first things we asked him was, how is this program going to be built physically to measure up? Because it starts in the Big Ten East, it all starts up front. Everyone knows that. Mel Tucker was the first to say that. If you're not aware of that or not sure about that, I encourage you to tune in real close to what he says and what he's going to say throughout this fall. Michigan State has got to find a way to match up on both sides of the ball at the point of attack. During the Mark D'Antonio area, at the best of times, they were able to do both. During the times that fell short, there was usually one side of the ball they could not hold their own. That was typically the offensive line. In 2021, we saw Michigan State with a pretty fantastic-looking offensive line and some work to do on the defensive side. We've seen staff changes in multiple years now on the defensive line. I'm looking for that position group to solidify, and Mel Tucker is excited about some of the athletes he has coming in, as you heard. Michigan State, three years, some guys four years into the strength and conditioning program. This is the first year I think you should notice a difference pretty much from top to bottom. Not necessarily every single player, because we're not going to see every single player on the field, but every player you see on the field we should see a significant difference from when Mel Tucker took over and certainly from the late 20-teens, if you will. That's one of the most important things for Michigan State to get back in position to compete for the Big Ten East. And Mel Tucker will tell you, I think he practically just did. they got to find a way to compete at the point of attack on a consistent basis. You cannot do that if you do not measure up athletically. Look for a really different just a really different impression on the lines, both sides of the ball. You know what Mel Tucker talked about at MSU Atlanta Day, I consider that stuff to be totally off the record and not part of our coverage here, but it's not a big secret that Michigan State got really thin last year on the offensive line and couldn't make up for it during the year. And the defensive line uh, had some hits and misses, injuries, suspensions, etc. They're looking to make some serious noise this year and they can make some noise and make some flashy plays. That's all great. That's all good. But if you want a chance to compete in the East, it has got to be. You have no choice but to compete up front. You've got to be able to block somebody if you're going to be able to score points against the big boys in the Big Ten East. And as we all know, there are big boys all around the Big Ten East. It remains the most prestigious conference, uh, rather the most prestigious division in the sport in one of the most prestigious conferences. But I don't think there's any question it's the biggest stage in the sport. The most fans, the most storied programs, you got to be able to measure up right at the point of attack or you're going to have no chance of winning that. That's maybe the main takeaway, and that's why I wanted to ask that last, was to get a feel, what does it look like going into the summer? What I did not hear there was panic. What I heard there was some confidence. And I think that bodes pretty well for Michigan State's bounce back 2023 that they are looking to hang on the board come the end of Thanksgiving weekend. Come really Black Friday when they finish up with Penn State down at Ford Field. This is the Spartan Pride Podcast. I'm Jonathan Schopp. In a moment, we're going to go around the world of college football real quick, including taking a look at the Michigan State scheduling news. 
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jonathan Shop with you here on the Spartan Pride Podcast, taking a look around the world of college football. News breaking this week about the Spartan schedule. A couple things standing out that are interesting. A blast from the past back to tradition. Michigan State tradition of starting the season at home on Labor Day Friday night. This year it is going to be with the chips of Central Michigan at 7 o'clock on the Friday of Labor Day weekend. I am all for that. I think it's a great tradition, a neat idea, and it gives Michigan State an extra day to kind of uh, work out some kinks, maybe get over hopefully some very minor injuries, bumps, and bruises with the Chips the first game of the year. And make no mistake, the Chips will be fired up to come down 127 and visit East Lansing. The other one that stands out, of course, is the wild card. September 16th, hosting the Washington Huskies, hosting Michael Penix. That game is set for 5 o'clock on Peacock. Now, right now, it's not clear if that's going to be simulcast on NBC locally within the state of Michigan or the state of Washington, but a lot of Husky fans and Spartan fans are scratching their heads right now. This was expected to be a national TV night game yet again, and for Washington, maybe pushing a top 10 or higher ranking after a couple of weeks, trying to launch a potential Heisman campaign for Michael Penix. For the Spartans, of course, looking for redemption against a guy that has just carved them up a couple of different times in a couple of different uniforms. So a couple of interesting scheduling notes and one real wild card there with the Peacock Twilight Special at Spartan Stadium on September 16th. A couple other news and notes around the world of college football that you may not have seen this week. One that stood out to me. Paul Christ is back in college football. Very successful Badger head coach dismissed last year. He is going down to Austin to help the Texas Longhorns as a special assistant to Steve Sarkeesian. Well, this one I did not necessarily see coming. Chris is not done coaching. Pretty much a successful run at Pittsburgh. Got him the Wisconsin job. A lot of success at Wisconsin, but maybe some some backpedaling a bit and not a great feeling for the future. Off he goes and now showing up in Austin to help the Texas Longhorns and their bag full of highly recruited quarterbacks. Let's see what they can do this fall and see what happens how the role expands for Paul Christ. 
Iowa Athletic Director Gary Barta is going to retire. Officially stepped down on August 1st. Barta has been around a long time at Iowa, 17 years. Seen some good days, some bad days, some odd days, some controversial days. The Hawkeyes will have a new athletic director at some point in the future, and that will change the shape of the Big Ten a little bit. And maybe the most interesting news of the week down at the SEC meetings, if you will, in the panhandle of Florida, usually a pretty nice place to be this time of year. Nick Saban speaking at those meetings, warning college football about parity and a lack of parity with the rampant Wild Wild West NIL era that has began. Saban saying, quote, what we have now is we have some states and some schools are in some states that are investing a lot more money in terms of managing their roster than others, and I think this is going to create a real competitive disadvantage for some in the future. Unquote. I think what he's pointing out there is that college football is in trouble of shrinking the pool of potential championship competing programs. You know, we've lived through an era where there were probably 40 programs or so that thought they might have a shot to build a program to compete for a national title. What Nick Saban is warning about on largely deaf ears so far is a day and age coming fast where that number could be in the single digits. We will keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on what's going around the world of college football that we need to discuss right here on the Spartan Pride Podcast. Tell me what you think. Spartan Pride Podcast at gmail.com. I am Jonathan Shop. This is the Fan First Sports Network, and we will talk to you again soon.